0: On this week's show, we're going to talk about the lead coordination function in your sales process. Welcome to Cracking the Code, the show that helps you overcome the challenges you face every day in contracting and keeps you on the cutting edge of emerging trends and best practices. Now, before we get started with today's content, I want to share a quick message from one of our Epic 2020 presenters. Epic 2020 is going to be a fantastic event, so be sure you get signed up ASAP because, as usual, it's going to sell out. Go to epic2020event.com and get registered now.
1: Hi, this is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best. And I want to extend to you a personal invitation to our workshop during the EGIA EPIC event in Las Vegas. Uh, Join us for covering Vision First, the number one problem solving process In the world you will take away a process of planning and execution that will help you solve the gnarliest problems that you can think of it can be used as a tool to plan and execute around meetings effective meetings and also develop opportunities that bring you big-time success this tried and proven six-step process will bring you greater health happiness uh, peace confidence uh, and a process to communicate with your whole team and help them be more effective. So this is not one that you want to miss because you will never be the same again and we will have a lot of fun going through these things as it applies to you, your family, your teams and your entire organization. So we'll see you in Las Vegas, I can't wait.
0: This week we're going to continue a new series on sales with the master himself, Mr. Gary Ellis. The last two weeks, Gary talked about the sales basics as well as prepping your credibility manual. If you're a member and you haven't watched those yet, go back to the archives so you can catch up with what we're talking about. This week he's going to dive into the lead coordination process as it relates to sales. Let's join Gary Ellis right now.
2: Hi, welcome back to EGI Contractor University. I'm Gary Ellis and we are here to talk today. About the sales process specifically, we're going to talk about sales lead coordination. Now, the sales lead coordination function exists in a lot of the larger companies, but a lot of companies that are sort of evolving, getting ready to grow, putting themselves in that position where they're going to take that next step to have a comfort advisor or maybe a second comfort advisor and a selling tech or two. Now, we're getting into that position where we need a sales lead coordination function. Now, whether we have that pos- uh, position in the company or we don't. Somebody has has to manage the installation calendar, the schedule. Somebody has to make sure that the communication is set up, uh, scheduling, ordering, permitting. All those processes exist, whether we have a body sitting in a chair managing that process or whether we don't. So functionality-wise, the sales lead coordination function exists. And what I want to do today is take you through some basics to make sure that you, as an EGIA member, uh, have an understanding of what you want your sales lead coordination function to do. How do you want to execute? Because the execution process is what sort of separates today's companies from the great versus the average versus maybe the people that are a little bit more disorganized, that maybe aren't performing the way we should. So, sales lead coordination comes down to a couple things. So I'm going to take you over to the whiteboard. We're going to go through some dialogue about what the functionality looks like in terms of like a flow chart. And then we'll come back over here, look at the role description, and then really talk about specifically. What it is that you want from the sales lead coordination position, you know, from the standpoint of customer communications, uh, comfort advisor communications, and just the management process all the way along. What your ideal process is, is that the customer on the other end uh, feels like the experience that you've delivered as a company was what they expected. So the brand experience is there. And so the sales lead coordinator is a key person or a key position in making sure that happens. Let's go take a look at the whiteboard. All right, so if we start off with the idea that what happens is a comfort advisor is on a sales call and actually makes a sale happen, what we have is the comfort advisor is then going to call in and essentially connect with the lead coordination function. So uh, in a larger company, this position exists. In a smaller company, this might be somebody that's an office manager or somebody that's managing the CSR function. Uh, So somebody has to be babysitting the calendar for the installation crews, getting it on the schedule, so that the process and the dominoes that fall in motion of ordering equipment, staging, getting organized, permits, and all that type of stuff get organized. So, with that in mind, functionality-wise, the lead coordination function has a series of questions that we're going to ask. Now, on the EGIA site, under the sales lead coordination, I believe it's under forms, there is a sales lead coordination form. It's a Word document. It exists. Uh, Most of the companies today are using software, so we're using SuccessWare 21. There's a sales lead coordination form and format already in existence inside of the software. So everything that happens here in this black section is done with the software package. But in a manual company, or a company that's getting ready to put in software, it's really good practice to put together your business blueprint, if you will, uh, the model of success for what your lead coordination function should be doing, so that when you get into the software package or you decide you want to improve your process, you actually have a plan and you have an understanding of what boxes you want to check. So the first issue is the questioning process. The questions that the sales lead coordination function will ask the comfort advisor, but also ask relative to the homeowner. So details are key here. Now I've got an A and I've got a B here. So the first thing that we're gonna discuss on A is we, want you as an EGIA member to understand that you should have a pre-call pre-scheduled customer email system. So we've got to harvest the email because that's going to pay big dividends for us later when we do our email marketing campaigns and email drip campaigns later down the road. But for this particular purpose, we have two documents, okay? We have two documents. The first one, is a series of information that's education-based that we want to send out to a client and make sure that they understand what to expect from our company, what the installation procedure should uh, be like, things that they may want to do to sort of prepare and expect. The second one is essentially a thank you and an understanding of, hey, we know you had a choice, and so our crew and our information system, um, so. John is going to be your lead uh, installer, and so he's been in the business for 57 years or 27 years or 15 years or 5 years, whatever it is, you know. and he's our best guy, and so he's going to be responsible, cradle to grave, from everything that happens on your installation. So the purpose of this is for us to make sure that they, in fact, did receive that information. We're asking for your email. We're going to send that to you, and that really is a promise, Mrs. Jones would you like some information that's going to help you when we have our, you know, our crew come out and so forth? And the answer is, well, of course, well, what email would be great? We harvest the email, then we send out those documents. And the client is like, oh, that's nice, you know, so I, I can't wait. Uh, Pella Windows did this for me. Uh, I think I've mentioned this on previous videos, where they flew an installation supervisor in from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and uh, they presented him as he was the top guy inside of their network because this job required... More sophistication, and it was a large application job lots of windows, lots of glass, lots of doors. And they wanted to be sure that they had their best guy, their best man, our best man is on it. And so that made me feel special. I don't know if he was their best man. For all I know, that could have been BS, but it sure sounded good. And I will tell you this when he arrived, he introduced himself as you know, he's from Milwaukee, he appreciated the opportunity to be at the house. Looking forward to it. This is what we're gonna do, Mr. Alex. If you have any questions, you come to me. So this whole process was outlined by the sales management function and the lead coordination function of Pella. I loved that, and I'm still excited about that. We've done business with Pella again since then. Same process, different guy, wasn't the Wisconsin guy, but same kind of idea. And what it did for me was it inspired me as a consumer that these guys had their game on, and that I was gonna get something that was unique and special and that makes me feel good. Whether it was unique or special is irrelevant. The fact is is that they set an expectation and then they put a process in place that the deliverables there. So the lead coordinator needs to ask that question and be responsible then for making sure that we have the documentation and that gets sent out. Does that cost any money? No. Does it make an impact? Yes. So already what we're doing is we're setting up a client experience conversation that makes you different than every other competitor in your marketplace. So, the other part of this discussion is, if we're setting up an appointment for the comfort advisor from a lead coordination function before the transaction happens, we wanna be sure that that customer doesn't have a one leg appointment, meaning that all parties that are responsible for the decision or have influence in the decision are gonna be present. So, this is sort of a pre-comfort advisor making a sale as opposed to the comfort advisor uh, already having made the transaction. Now, once the transaction is made, and we've asked questions, and there's si- a series of questions that we'll go over when we get back in studio, you know, things like, is there, a, you know, a baby that could be sleeping? Um, do you prefer us to, you know, knock on a particular door? Uh, is there any kind of animals that we need to be aware of? Uh, you know, will there be, you know, a dog on premises so that we, we don't want to. You know, stir the dog and create a barking dog that can wake a baby. You know, are there codes for us to understand when we enter in, you know, whether we're entering in a gated community? So there's a whole series of questions and answers that we want to collect details on. Here's one for you that I think that you may want to consider that maybe you haven't up to this point. So while this is occurring in terms of pre-sale, we can ask the question, of the comfort advisor and the lead coordination function to identify the social style of the client. Now, if I've sold the job, the comfort advisor should have a really good understanding of what the social style is. Imagine that somebody sold me a particular job. So my social style is expressive, expressive. So that is something that gets down on the notes so that the installer, and the install crew actually has a heads up and we've trained the company, we've trained all of our personnel on personalities and social styles and how to communicate. So wh- how do you get along with Gary in the best possible way? And the answer is, you actually engage, you talk to me. You come to me and you say, hey, I'm John, I'm gonna be your installer today and we appreciate the opportunity that you, know, that you chose us. Uh, I've, anything that you have as questions or whatever, I'm the guy on the, you know, in charge of the job, so make sure that you seek me out. Happy to help out. Happy to be a part of the discussion. Uh, you know, we're going to take good care of you today, Mr. Alex. That type of an engagement is something that's a social style check the box moment for the install lead to understand. Whether the install lead is good or bad at that, it doesn't matter. The idea that we understand how to do it and we've trained on it is important because eventually the lead installers will get better at it and eventually your technicians and anybody else that's relative to social styles. It just makes the client feel that much more special. So remember, if they're spending a lot of money with this, they could have chosen somebody else. This is an opportunity to reinforce that this was a good buying decision on their part. So the lead coordination function also is going to be responsible for booking installs. So the calendar, the scheduling, the paperwork, making sure that everything is transacted just the right way, uh, making sure that the comfort advisor is alerted when things are going on or things aren't going on. So basically they're in a connectivity process with the client. And so we also want to make sure that everybody in the role of lead coordination understands the nature of if there's a change in the schedule, if there's a problem, permitting, all of those types of things, paperwork. It all ties back to a scheduled software platform that makes it like a dispatch board, but for install. So that's really the best metaphor I can give you is the lead coordination function is really the control point. It's the dispatcher. It's the person that's in charge of flying the airplane to make sure that the client experience is delivered exactly the way you as a company want it to be delivered. Now, if you're a smaller business and you don't have the lead coordination function as a position, your responsibilities are still there. In other words, those issues are still check the box moments. So if that's a CSR, or if that's somebody that's an office management function, or whomever is in charge of your management internally, they're going to need to understand they're managing the front-end experience of booking the comfort advisor and controlling the comfort advisor's calendar before they get out there, and they're also responsible for booking the install communication and making sure that the install crews are dealing with the consumer properly. it's everything from the very beginning of scheduling the comfort advisor and not really taking any BS from the comfort advisor about changing the calendar, all the way to making sure that the client schedule is done properly, everything is smooth. Let's go back in studio and we'll debrief on the install. Uh, there, on the EGI site, there is a lead coordination role description, and so I will suggest to you that there's also this process of the letter of expectation. So the very beginning of this is, I want the lead coordination function to know what I expect of that person. I want them to know not only their job responsibilities on checking the box, but I want them to understand, hey, this is how we're going to measure you, this is how we're going to determine your performance, this is how we're going to review you, this is how we're going to decide you're doing a great job for us. So this is an example uh, then of the lead coordination expectation. So I'm not going to go through these in detail, you can go on the site, this is under The human resource section which I believe is section 13 on the site under role descriptions and you can pull off the EGIA lead coordination role description and I went online just before I did this video and I was searching to see if there were any open lead coordination positions and there's about four companies in the area that have posted for lead coordination openings and so you can kind of scan through some of that stuff in your own local market to see how other people are presenting the lead coordination responsibilities versus this particular role description I think you're going to find this is very complete. Uh, We've been using this for a long time. So the role description then decides, well, these are the functional areas. So if you look at this, their job is to make sure that the coordination with the comfort advisor on appointments with clients and also then the connection with the client after the fact is seamless. So we don't want the comfort advisor in charge of their calendar. I can't emphasize that enough. If Gary needs to meet on Saturday, because that's when Gary's wife and or any decision maker, maybe that's my father down in Florida, and I'm doing the work for him, so I'm managing that expectation and that negotiation, if that's when we're supposed to meet, you don't want the comfort advisor saying, well, I don't want to work on Saturday, so maybe I'll do it Monday. Uh, that's not going to fly. So the lead coordination function controls the calendar, controls the booking, makes sure that... He or she matches up the comfort advisors based on the way the company wants the comfort consultant or the comfort advisor to actually be matched. Social styles matter in that case. So you can run through the, uh, the dialogue of each one of these five points of what we want the lead coordination function to do, but the most important thing is that you have a defined set of processes that you want that to have happen. Now, if we also then kind of come back to this basic idea. what what's going on that are critical items number one uh, we just talked about what the lead coordinator is but controlling that schedule is essential number two is the pre-call process so on the EGI site you will find this document right here which is in fact the series of questions and whether or not they've checked the box on the pre-call emails and the information has gone out you'll also find the pre-call email system, you'll find the questions, you'll find some information on education, all that stuff is there, it's generic, it's designed for you to grab it, organize it, and then as you decide to implement that, the, the lead coordination function then just basically attaches that to an email and sends it to the appropriate email. Um, now texting is becoming a huge uh, area of communication, we we'll call client communication, so texting is fine, What we wanna have is we wanna have a good software system that tracks the fact that we did text, we did communicate with the client, we did book the appointment. Uh, So the comfort advisor and the homeowner have an understanding of how much time, uh, what's expected, how it's gonna work. And then we talked about, we're gonna send that email out (coughs) with a picture of the lead installer. We're gonna discuss with the homeowner, hey, this is what you should expect from us, ABC Heating and Cooling here's what you should expect from our lead installer. And then the lead installer needs to understand from a training point of view, the deliverable of communicating. And then that social styles discussion. So uh, lead coordination also is gonna be dealing with paperwork and permitting. And any follow up that's responsible from the job site. So after the job is done, the lead coordination function is gonna make sure that they follow up. Any thank you cards, any type of information that you want from the standpoint of administrative, you can have your comfort advisor do that, and, and that's fine. We certainly have comfort advisors that sit down and write personal thank you cards. But we also make sure that the follow-up is done by the lead coordinator, cradle to grave. So as soon as the job is booked, the lead coordination function makes sure that all the details that we want as a company have uh, occurred and that you know, essentially we're closing up that as a ticket and everybody is good. And we just keep doing that over and over and over again. What that does is that creates consistency. So <clears throat> this is a fairly simple discussion. What I would suggest to you is visit the EGI website, grab the role description for the lead coordination function, grab the lead coordination form, grab the email, grab the information for education purposes, take a look at some of those processes. The lead coordination function is really the conduit between the way the company functions and the way the execution actually gets delivered. They're responsible for making sure that the customer brand experience is in fact met, And if it's not, by the way, then that's raised up inside of the leadership team's issues. Those kinds of conversations help us get better as a company.
0: Now, as usual, that's some awesome content from Gary right there. If you're interested in learning more about this topic, I want to encourage you to sign up for a 30-day free trial by clicking Join at the top of this page. This is just a small piece of the process, and you need the whole thing to make it all work. We have a lot more content from Gary on sales, including reviewing the in-home survey, Presenting options to homeowners, uh, investment agreements, load calculations, and much, much more. So sign up for a free trial today and try it out for yourself absolutely free. Folks, that's it for this week. Stay tuned until next week, and we'll dive into the Comfort Advisor social styles. We'll see you then. And until then, bye-bye for now.